This evening we are starting a series of studies on Psalm 139. Psalm 139. I'm sure it's a psalm that we are very familiar with. There is so much of truth in it. The basic truth that the psalm conveys to us is that God knows us through and through. And knowing that God knows us through and through should enable us to put our trust in him more, should also enable us to yield ourselves more fully to him. It should not put us into a panic to say, God knows me through and through. But actually, it should allow us to give ourselves more fully to him, knowing that nothing is hidden from his eyes, that we can definitely trust him with our whole life. Now, the important thing in this uh, in a, uh, psalm is the word to know. You, know. you have searched me and you know me. You perceive my thoughts. Okay? This word to know is used at least seven times in this particular psalm. You find it in verse 1, verse 2, verse 4, verse 6, verse 14, and in verse 23, twice. Okay? So this whole emphasis on knowing okay, and the relationship that is shared, which we can call as the I-Thou relationship, that is what is really emphasized in this particular psalm. To know that God and we have that intimate relationship of He knowing us. And if you notice in verse 1, it speaks about God knowing us. And by the time the end of the psalm, Another psalmist says, Lord, you search me and you know me. In other words, that's the relationship this psalm is really focusing on. And I believe as we understand the uh, truths of this psalm about the fact of how much God knows us, we too, by the end of our study, can say, Lord, you search me, you know me, you try me, you test me out, you make sure there is nothing that is preventing me from really trusting you with my all. That should really be our prayer as we look at this psalm this evening. Now, this psalm can be divided into four sections of six verses each. Okay? The first six verses are speaking about the God who is omniscient, the God who knows everything. The second section speaks about the God who is omnipresent, the God who is everywhere. And the third section speaks about his omnipotency, the God who is all-powerful. And the final section speaks about God's holiness. So this evening, we are looking at the first section of God who knows everything. Let's read through the first six verses this evening. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, Yahweh, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before. You laid your hand on me. This knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I can't attain it. So in these verses, you know, the psalmist is speaking about how God has examined him, about how God knows him through and through. 
and he uses you know, a poetic technique called merism. Now, if you notice, the Psalms are poetic, and then you know, the basic structure of Hebrew poetry is that you know, the first line and the second line, the second line would either add something to it or say something totally opposite or say something in a different way to enhance the meaning of the first line. And this poetic technique of merism basically speaks about you know, expressing a totality by mentioning two parts that are totally opposite. Okay? In order to communicate something that is total, God knows me through and through. You know, this poetic style is speaking about taking two opposite things, two extreme things, and putting it together to help us to understand it. Like, for example, in these verses, it speaks about when I sit and when I rise, or my going out and my lying down. You hem me behind and before. It means primarily that God knows us through and through. Okay. Now, such knowledge, the psalmist says, is too lofty for me. It is difficult for me to understand. The more we grasp this truth that God knows us through and through, it should really release us, not to hide anything from him, but to express ourselves before him in trust. Okay? Now, the first thing that he mentions over here is, Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You have searched me and you know me. Okay? The Hebrew word that is used there for searched is hakar, which primarily means you have examined me. But the word also speaks about examination not from a technical aspect, but from an intimate relationship angle. You know, it speaks about how we have scrutinized something in total detail because you really love that particular thing. It's like maybe you look at a very an exquisite item and you search it, you examine it carefully because you really love that particular object. And that's the image that is used here when the Bible says, you have searched me. Lord, you have examined me. You have an intimate relationship with me. You love me so much. As a result, you are looking after me. So that's the word that is used there. And then it says, you have known me. You have known me. If you notice, the, the word knowing again is in a relationship format, isn't it? When you know somebody, it's not just an abstract concept, but in it's an intimate relationship. Now you may say, after all, God is our creator, so shouldn't you know, you know, the uh, creator know its creation? Definitely. But here, the emphasis is, you have searched me and known me. In other words, there's been a deliberate effort and an attempt by God to know the psalmist. And that's the emphasis that you know, God wants to communicate to us this evening, that God takes a personal interest in us. He takes a personal interest in us. And even the fact of God sending his son into this world is primarily because he has taken that personal interest in us. Even if we were the only ones alive, or even if we were the only ones who were created, people would often say that Jesus would still have come to die for us. You know? In other words, it's not just a, a mass thing. God's relationship with us is very individual. So the psalmist looks at you know, his life and recognizes this important truth. Lord, you have taken pains for me. 
you have examined me you have come into a relationship with me and that is what causes him at the end of the psalm to say search me god i gave you full liberty you know i'm giving the keys of my entire life to you all the areas of my life lord i yield to you that's the response that you know he makes because now he's sure that god has taken such a personal interest in him the question we must ask ourselves this evening is the more we are able to recognize this truth that god really knows us we would also be willing to allow god to search us but if you are hesitant you know we say no this area belongs to me i don't want god to know anything about this area there is a secrecy behind our relationship with god in different areas of our lives then it shows that we really really don't trust god but we must be willing to open ourselves to understand this truth that god takes pains to know us in an intimate manner then he progresses on and speaks about what are the areas that he has searched what are the areas that he has examined intricately he says you know my sitting down and my rising up you perceive my thoughts for from afar today we have a lot of surveillance cameras and tracking devices so we can easily track where a person is going or where a person has been but in those days they did not really have that so the psalmist is saying is lord you know my every action you know my every movement you know what i do every day every hour and he says not just my actions lord he says lord you also know my thoughts you also know my thoughts okay and if you notice you know even before i start thinking or i do something the thought is that the psalmist is saying lord you already know it and this when he's speaking about the lord knowing it he's not speaking about an occasional once in a man a way manner it is not suddenly passed by us and then he noticed it no no this question is about a constant presence with us an ongoing enduring relationship with us that should really cause us even this evening to thank god isn't it god your eyes are constantly upon me you know what i'm doing you know where i'm going you know what even i'm thinking whether it's anxious thoughts whether it is sinful thoughts whether it's thoughts that are good the scripture is saying even before the action comes out of the movement lord you already know what i'm thinking and that should release us to yield our mind to him that's why the mind is so very important before the action comes the thought comes in and the lord says i know that also so let's be willing even this evening to say lord my mind is so important i even this evening hand over my mind to you so that the thoughts that come into my mind whether it's good or bad whether it's depressing or uplifting lord you will take charge so that that will direct my movements and my actions then he speaks about another word that is used there he says you search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways you know the niv says you discern my going out and my come lying down you are familiar with all my ways the word that is used here for uh, searching out is another word which is different from the first word that we spoke about god searching okay you know the hebrew word that is used here is zara okay zara the first word he said had a 
a winsome character to it, an endearing character to it, you know, and examining something, you know, with scrutiny because he loved that so very, very much, you know, a constant you know, looking after, like a parent would, you know, look after the every movement of, you know, the young one who is born, constant eye watching. That is the first image. But here, the word that is used here for you discern my going out, you search out my going out. It's more of a scrutinizing or measuring. It is more analytical and less emotional. So the Lord is saying over here, the both sides are that. You know, I have that endearing relationship with you. I also have an analytical approach to you. I've given you my word. These are my requirements, and I'm checking out, constantly scrutinizing whether you are obeying, following what my heart wants you to follow. And, the God, and God has given us his word. If he has given us his word and we say, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, the Lord is saying, okay, I'm also scrutinizing, checking out. You're going out and you're lying down. And I'm discerning your what you are doing because you're familiar. You're familiar with all of my ways. So, first question we must ask ourselves is when the part of the searching is: Do we have that realization that God knows us intimately in a relationship? Second thing would be: God has given us His word. We have that relationship now. He has given us His word and saying, "I want you to follow," and He is also checking up, he's scrutinizing how we are following after him. The next verse says, for there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, Lord, you know it all together. You know, okay, you know my thoughts, and now he's saying, you know, even before I'm saying anything, even before I speak the word, you know what is in my mind. Nothing is hidden from God's vision. So that's why he says, you hem me from behind and before you lay your hand upon me. The word that is used here for you hem me in, it's like a military word for you know, the sage of a city when the enemy surrounds it, okay, when the enemy surrounds it. But here the word is not used in terms of, uh, I feel trapped. When you think about God knowing us intimately, when God knows our, even our thoughts, our, our response is not that, Lord, I feel trapped that you know everything about me. What can I do? No, no. It's not a question of the psalmist feeling. I'm feeling trapped. I can't escape. You know? But the assurance is, Lord, you have your hand upon me. You have your hand upon me. So it's more of a question of you know, not feeling trapped but feeling secure, feeling secure. And the Lord is saying, I keep my hand upon you to steady you, to reassure you, to guide you, to strengthen you, not to trap you. Think for a moment. A lot of people, when they go through different struggles of life, you know, sometimes may feel that they are feeling trapped. You know, they can't get out of the relationship, but the relationship is also not really going very good for them. No, no. When we go through different situations in life, this should rather give us an assurance, not a feeling of, I want to escape this relationship. When we understand how much he knows us intimately 
And this truth that he has hemmed us in, he has put us in a secure place, he is controlling us, he has his hand upon us, should really, really help us to be free to trust him even more. That is why the psalmist says, this knowledge is beyond me, is beyond me, it's lofty, I can't attain it. He thought he knew everything about himself, you know, but he says, now that I know God knows me so intimately, you know, this is too much for me. This is too much for me. Sometimes we may feel confused and conflicted and short-sighted when we go through different situations in life. And we may wonder, God, where are you? But the psalmist is saying, Lord, when I know that you are there very much with me, you know my going in and my coming out, you know, and you know that uh, you are in control, you know all my thoughts, all these things should definitely help me to say, Lord, if you are there, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. I can never really fathom that. Isn't that what we can also say this evening? To know that the God of the universe, the creator God of the universe, is so intimately involved in our lives, so minutely examining us because of the relationship that he shares with us, because of the love that he shares for us. And even though we may feel hemmed in, it is not a question of I feel trapped, but God, you are giving me the security. That should enable us to focus our attention on him. Let me close with two important lessons that we can learn from these six verses this evening. The first important lesson is that God is especially interested in each one of us. God is especially interested in each one of us. First important truth, God has searched us in that intimate manner. Those words that I mentioned to you, the Hebrew word for you know, searching, is primarily used in reference to the act of digging and boring as if a person is looking for precious metals and water. That's the word meaning, that God is digging into our lives to find out some precious metals. You know? The scripture tells us when he comes back again, will he find faith on the earth? God is digging into our lives to find out the faith. God is digging into our lives because we are his children. God is digging into our lives because he loves us so much, so much. Okay? So this word carries the meaning that God has taken special effort. And he goes down to the tiniest detail of our existence. He is not just satisfied by knowing our name. The scripture tells us, isn't it my sheep hear my voice? I know them. You know, he knows us by name. But he wants to know who we are really are. God is really interested in us. And if he's interested in us, the question would be, would we open ourselves to him so that he can search us? Or would we feel trapped and insecure? It should free us. So be encouraged with the first lesson this evening, that God is especially interested in each one of us, in each one of us. Okay. Even though we may feel when we go through situations, where is God? No, God is very much there. He is very much involved. He is very much concerned. He is very much searching intimately because he loves us so very much. Second important lesson is that God knows everything about us. God knows everything about us. Because God supernaturally searches us, 
then it follows that he knows everything about us, literally everything. Nothing escapes his attention. Big things are small things. For us, sometimes we may say, oh, this is a small matter, so we needn't consult God. No, no, the big things and the small things. God knows everything about us. Look at the different words that he uses in these you know, verses. Verse 2, he says, he knows you're sitting down and you're rising up. He knows that, okay? Then verse 2 again says, you understand my thought afar off. You understand my thought afar off. Verse 3, he says, God comprehends our path, that discerns our path and our lying down. Verse 4 tells us that God knows all our ways, or he's acquainted with all our ways. Different, different words that Psalmist uses in just these six verses to help us to understand this important truth that God knows everything about us. God knows everything about us. So this evening, let's feel encouraged. Let's also be willing, knowing this truth, to come before him with an open heart, a transparent heart, and say, Lord, you know me. You know me. Search me. If in the midst of all this knowledge, if I'm not trusting you in different areas, if I'm still holding back different areas, Lord, even this evening, help me to yield my all to you. Because when I think about how much you are intimately involved in my life, it shows that you really love me. And I do want to love you back in return this evening and even give myself as a total submission to you, trusting you with my future. Let's bow our heads in prayer together.